When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we are live. Welcome to the process. It is Wednesday, January 17th. I am Josh Engelman here to break down a nine game if you play on DraftKings, eight game if you play on FanDuel slate. Finally get a real one this week after the aborted slates on Monday, just three games yesterday. We get back to a real sized slate for today. It should be fun. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the channel. Hit the notification bell so you know when everything goes live and follow me on Twitter. What's going on, everybody? Good morning. Good to be here. Lots to break down. Terrible slate last night for me, but we will get on with it. Feel a little bit better as we break down this bad boy. We've got Houston in the Knicks with a 219 total. We've got the two latest games on today's slate, both in the 240s. It's going to be a hell of a night. We're ready to break this bad boy down. We'll be able to zip through it pretty well. We won't have to dig in in the same way that we have over the past two days where every single rotation piece matters. Now, we don't have to care as much. We just have to hope we get guys like Grayson Allen right. Because obviously, some days he's just going to make nine threes. I bet, um, I'll bet Milwaukee wishes they still had Grayson Allen if he's going to make nine threes. I bet uh, Memphis wishes they still had Grayson Allen if he was going to make nine threes. I can't even remember what other teams that dude was on at this point. Maybe that's just it. Maybe it's Memphis and Milwaukee. But big one. Big one out of Grayson Allen last night. 37 minutes, 10 of 17 from the field. 9 of 14 from three. Insane. Insane. Just straight up big day. Just really, really annoying. Shooting 48% from three this year. I didn't know that till right now. Grayson Allen is shooting 48% from three. And like, it's not like he wasn't good previous to that. I mean, he's a 40% three-point shooter always, but you crank that up to 48. That's real. That's real. That's starting to make up for bad defense. Ah, Utah. I knew he was on another team first. Utah Jazz. Totally don't remember that Utah year. He does get so many open shots. He is knocking them down with reckless abandon, too. Good for him. What's his... Uh, what are his advanced stats like? I assume he has like a very positive OEPM. Yeah, plus 1.1. Best offensive season of his, of his life. Not surprised. You don't expect the shooting to continue, but at the same time, like you expect the shooting to continue. He's not doing anything different. Otherwise, still atrocious defensively, negative EPM guy, but like close to an average player. That is solid, solid. Andrew Martinez, does Siakam fit with the Pacers? Yes. Yeah, look, it's a massive, I, I said this on Twitter last night. I can't remember uh, who was just like, I can't believe they give up Bruce Brown for this or whatever the, whatever the tweet was. It, it's not important. Uh, Pascal Siakam. 
is a would be a massive add. Like I'm not a huge Pascal Siakam guy. Um, actually, you know what? I'm not a huge Pascal Siakam guy, but last year, nine and a half wins. Two years ago, nine wins. I mean, we're talking like, is he going to get a bit overpaid? Yeah, but we're talking about a dude that's like a, a legitimate, like $40 million a year player. Like an average defending plus two offensive dude. It's it would be such a like I like Bruce Brown and he fits kind of well, but he's sort of like the last dude you want to add to a good team. There's no like to look at to add Siakam. That's like it, let's let's say that everybody on the play, on the Pacers right now makes the Pacers an average team. You would expect them to go 41 and 41. If you remove Bruce Brown and add Pascal Siakam here, we're talking about turning that team from 41 and 41 to to like a 46 or 47 win team. That's you don't that's not easy to do. Probably 46, you know, like a net 5 win game. That's crazy big. Crazy big. And you expect Pascal Siakam to be better offensively than he ever would before. I mean, no one's going to set him up better than Tyrese Halliburton. You're hoping that you can get Pascal Siakam back to even just 2022 or 2019 or 2020 when he shot like 35% from three. Last two years, 31 and 32. You get him up to league average and things become a real issue. But he's also never played on a team that has any real spacing. He's always had spacing issues and non-shooters around him. You get Miles Turner as a floor spacing five. You get Halliburton, who they can't really shade off of, or he's gonna he's gonna cook somebody. It it would be Pascal Siakam stepping into the unequivocal best offensive environment he's ever seen. The problem is he's 29, gonna be 30, and they're gonna have to give him a giant bag. And my guess is the best of Pascal Siakam is behind him. But at the same time, if you're the Pacers, what else do you do? Like, you got to take the jump so that te- so that other people will think they can go to Indiana and continue the jump. If you don't take the jump, you'll never get enough. They don't have any path to add anybody like this in any other way. So you kind of have to do it. I posited on Twitter last night, I wonder if they could route Bruce Brown to Golden State and then move and Golden have Golden State move uh, Wiggins to Toronto. I just don't know if, Wig- if Toronto would want Wiggins. But if you want to just grab some uh, comparable salary dudes and grab a Canadian dude, um, I think it'd be interesting you know, Bruce Brown, like Golden State sucks, so it, it might not matter. You might be trying a third. Te- here, put it this way. A third team should be trying to get Bruce Brown. What team that is, I don't know. But a third team should try to get Bruce Brown. The Lakers do not need Bruce Brown. That That is. Of the Lakers needs, it's not Bruce Brown. Would it help? Sure. You want to swap him out for D'Angelo Russell, who's probably the only guy that it could be done for. But 
I don't think that's the move. Let, I mean, let's think about it here. Let's see. It's not going to be Boston. I mean, Oklahoma City would be perfect as another, like, like Bruce Brown would just fit Oklahoma City perfectly. But that's, I don't, I don't really see that as the kind of guy they need. You know, he would, he would be great in Philly, but they don't really have the salary to do that. And I don't, like, that's not really what you're looking for. I mean, it would be amazing if he could get back to Denver, but again, I don't know what that salary would be. Clippers, Pels, Knicks, Bucks, Cavs. I mean, if you believe in the Cavs, if you be- they just have so little assets, but like, if you believe in the Cavs and you can get Bruce Brown in to play the three instead of whatever that revolving door is, I think that would be good. There's there's not a lot of great natural fits for Bruce Brown. Like obviously Phoenix would be incredible, but they don't have an asset to save their lives. I mean, like if you're Sacramento, do you try to get Bruce Brown for Harrison Barnes or something like that? Uh Christopher, why would Bruce Brown go to Portland? Bruce Brown is the opposite of a dude that should play for the Portland Trailblazers. If Bruce Brown goes to Portland, he won't stay in Portland. That much I can tell you. You got to think about what kind of player Bruce Brown is and where you want him to play. Bruce Brown is not helping bad teams. I like the idea of getting him to Oklahoma City. But... I don't think they're ready for it yet. It's got to be a team that thinks that they can win the NBA title this year. That's the only team that's going to go after Bruce Brown. Bruce isn't helping anyone. Best of luck to you in the rest of your life, Christopher. I mean, what are we talking about here? We just watched that guy get a ring with Denver as a key cog to a championship winning basketball team. If you think Bruce Brown isn't helping anyone, you should stop watching basketball because I don't know what you watch for. Guys that can uh, defend one through five don't grow on trees. There are a couple teams that just have that natural fit of an extra wing dude. Like, I'm very curious to see where, like, I don't, I wouldn't expect him to stay in Toronto. Like, what would Toronto want with him? He's got a player option next year for an inflated number. It's there's no there's no real incentive for him to be in Toronto like Toronto can get something better for that. Because he's got like a 20 million dollar player option next year. Yeah, 23, 23 million dollar option next year. Which no one's picking up, but you'd like to get that guy in if you can. Uh, Bruce Brown to Philly would help their bench, sort of. I mean, he, I, he would he should start in that case. You know, you want to put Bruce Brown in the uh, Nick Batum role. I don't hate it, but you also have to figure out a way. You got to remember, he, this dude's making $22 million. You need to figure out a way to send out $2 million. 
22 million. So if you wanted to do it to Philly, you got to go Marcus Morris and Furkan Korkmaz, but you're going to need to attach a first for it. Is that the way that Philadelphia wants to burn a first round draft pick? I doubt it. Can't get 20 minutes a night on Indy. By the way, Bruce Brown on the season. 29.7 minutes per game in 33 starts for the Indiana Pacers. Just a hair north of 20. But again, we can just keep saying false things in chat. As if we know what we're talking about. Let's try that. 29.7 minutes per game for Bruce Brown. Just out of curiosity, if you take a peek at their current table... He plays the second most minutes of anybody on the team. <laughs> but, you know, go with whatever you want, man. That's fine. <laughs> Pick whatever you want. Make the narrative fit for you. Yeah, like, I would like it for Morris and Korkmaz, but I don't think they would. Philly would want to give up a pick. But you get that lineup out there, Mead, Harris, Bruce Brown, Melton, Maxi. like, that's... That is an upgrade. That is an upgrade. And then swapping Batum, like hot swapping Batum into that will help. Um, I don't know. I'm, in I'm interested. I just wouldn't expect him to stay on Toronto. I don't know what Toronto would want with that. I mean, maybe they're big Bruce Brown. I mean, they like those kind of guys, but they kind of have enough of it. Anoush, don't, we, we don't have to let facts bog down truth. You know, why would we want to do that? Why would we want to let facts get in the way of a good old-fashioned terrible argument? That wouldn't that would, that would get us nowhere. That would get us nowhere. What would what would be the point? All right, I have one more thing to look at, and then we're going to be good to go. Thirty thirty three and a half minutes for Bruce Brown in the last game that he played, <laughs> but never plays, never plays. Thirty three, you know, working his way back. He missed five games, came back for two, played twenty eight in the first one that he came back for. By the way, missed another game. Minutes have been down a little bit because I think he's working back from an injury. But for the first twenty seven games that he played, just played constantly. Anyway, let's break the slate down. Actually, one more thing to talk about. I hope this isn't controversial when I say it. There are going to be some changes coming to the process slash strategy show moving forward. The days of... I hate even saying this. The days of the 6.30 a.m. process show are numbered. I'll let chat... I'll let chat catch up to what I just said first, but the 6.30 a.m. process show will not be lasting much longer. However, I think, I think we're going to get to a point where the show becomes better. Dr. DFS, uh, I would rather have Duncan Robinson if I'm the Heat. That's just me, though. 
unless you can get off the contract for a, a good amount. But Duncan Robinson shooting 41% again from three. So I, I get it. So what what I'm what I'm hypothesizing, and we're 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 still hashing out a lot of the details, but I gotta talk to you guys about it first, because you guys are the guys that are just here all the time. Um I wanna merge the two shows. Uh so that uh, I feel like we're making a lot of repetitive content in the morning. And I don't think that's really good for anybody. So I want to try to merge these two things and re- no, I, Andrew, the exact opposite. No, uh, it's, it's not even that coach Chris either. I do this process show in the morning and I do a prize picks video in the morning. I do contenders videos in the morning, and then I pop back on and do a strategy show again in the morning. That's a lot of content that we don't really purp- like repurpose enough. I'm re- willing to have this conversation out in the open. So what I want to do is kick that, kick the process down the road a little bit. Eight o'clock probably would make the most sense, something in that neighborhood. And then it would it would be longer and we would really dig in as much as we can we'd be looking to go for an extended amount of time but it would allow me to break down a game we can check the prop markets we can break it down from a dfs standpoint i can hit you guys with segments like oh these are the top 5 point guards for the day and create a video that you guys can check out for that i want to make everything more efficient for everything that you guys can see and organize it a little bit better. I I don't think I'm gaining enough of doing this one at 630 other than just being tired every day. So we're talking about it now and trying to figure out what's the best way we can do that so that we can hit everything. We can break down bets and Pick'em Sites, and DFS all at the same time. We can get the full context of the slate. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So, uh, Hendu, I mean, there's still going to be a lot of unknowns at 8 o'clock in the morning, too. That's not really the, the change. Yeah, I knew people wouldn't be stoked about this, but I think that I can put out a better product for everybody with a little bit of a change. We'll see. We'll see. I want to get better information out. That's all I want to do. Uh, Anoush, uh, why don't I post my results on sim results on Twitter before lock? Because I'm lazy. Nothing else to say. Uh, when I build my lineups, I mean, honestly, if we, if I want to be honest. A lot of it has to do with the fact that I'm pretty burned out by the end of the day. Like everything that I do in the morning 
up to 11 o'clock. It's a hell of a run for the first five hours of the day. Popping back for deeper dive, prepping my stuff. Like, sometimes I just don't have time. And sometimes, like, I just don't want to tweet. All I want to do is get my lineups in and get the hell away from my computer. So I'm hoping that this would also, like, take a little bit of the burnout away from doing a lot of repetitive content. So that could change. Daniel Crane, how long will the new show be? Uh, any length, really? You know, on a th like on a three-game slate, it might be relatively short. You know, we, 45 minutes. On a 10-gamer, we could go as long as two hours. The floor would be totally wide open. Dr. DFS, we used to have that. Uh, it didn't get the traction that we wanted it to. Nope, Ryan, we don't. We don't. I want to do more content, but I want to do it better. I don't like, I won't, I, I can make a prize picks video out of this video. I can make my contenders videos out of these videos. So instead of doing a bunch of work twice, I could do it once for everybody. And I think that might make things better for everyone as well. I don't know. We'll see. We'll play with it. Uh, everything's malleable. But now, it's cheers time. We got to break down nine games, and I just went 22 minutes to start, so uh, we're going to run long. Ron, exactly. Yeah, ex that, you're exactly right. If I can make that more efficient in the morning, I might have more in the gas tank later on. Coffee's here. I went hot coffee today because it is brisk. No luck needed, Christopher. I've got carte blanche. Already handled. Cheers, everybody. Coffee time. This is cookie dough creamer with a chocolate protein powder in it. I have a feeling this is going to be like liquid chocolate cookie batter to drink in the morning. I can't wait. Rise and grind, everybody. Let's get into it. Bang. Started that Sunday show and you must like it. I like, I love doing these kind of shows. Like, I'm a much bigger fan of this sort of freeform stuff. That's part of why I want to uh, change this up a little bit. I like just throwing the camera on, shooting the shit, popping in and talking about Bruce Brown for 15 minutes and different trades and who can go in, hop into this, uh, break down a couple teams, look at some props, maybe grab somebody a parlay card or a prize picks card. Like, I think that I can do so much more if we just sort of like remove the constraints a little bit. I just want to give you, I want to give you more for the same amount of time that I'm putting in. I think I put in a lot of time, but I don't think there's as much utility in the time that I put in for you guys. And I think that we can change that where I can put in a comparable amount of time and we get way more out of it. Like nothing's ever going to stop me from wanting to break down slates like this. But I think we can squeeze more out of it as we do it. But for now, let's break this let's break this bad boy down. First one up, Minnesota Timberwolves, eleven and a half point favorites in Detroit, two twenty three total. I need to close some of these Bruce Brown windows that I have up now. 
There we go. Need to pull up that injury report for today. For Minnesota, Anthony Edwards questionable. Everybody else is available. Probable tag on Boyan. Questionable tag on Danilo Gallinari, which I guess I need to... I'll have to change those Detroit guys. Q-tag Gallo, Q-tag Mascala. Cade's still out, obviously. So, I don't think we're going to have too much that we need to change here for Minnesota. I mean, this is not a team that deviates from their rotation all that much. And they certainly don't have to, like, let it rip against uh, Detroit. Now, no Jordan McLaughlin last time out. Minnesota went ahead and cut their rotation down to eight. That feels like something they're not going to continue to do. That would be... That just doesn't seem correct to me. But they didn't play him. I just don't know what the answer to that is. You know, I think you ramp up slow-mo's minutes a little bit. But, and maybe you you ramp up Nikhil Alexander-Walker's minutes a little bit. But Conley's not going anywhere. Edwards in for 36. I got 32 for McDaniels. That seems fine. 33 for Towns. That seems fine. I got... You know, 22 for Reed, fine. 33 for Gobert. I don't have much else that I want to change here. So rates can all stay the same for Minnesota. Not many other changes here. For Detroit, I can now move Marvin Bagley to Washington. And I can move Isaiah Livers to Washington. Might as well just hop to Washington and flip-flop those guys out and just get this done now. So for the Wizards, it was Gallo to Detroit, Mascala to Detroit. Now we can get back into it. All right. Sort by team. Sort by name. Now nah, we're good. What a trade that was, by the way. Just trash for trash. It's hilarious to think about. All right, Detroit. No disagreements there, Josh. It's, a, it's definitely a different show. I like to, uh, you know, I loved doing my show with Adam because we were going to hit it from a very analytical perspective. I enjoyed that. That's just not where we're at right now. All right, I am going to redo this rotation with Boyan coming back in. So, in terms of the most recent Pistons game, which was against Washington, hilariously enough, you got Hayes, Ivy, Durin, Beef Stew, Knox as the starting lineup. I think we can all kind of tell what we're going to be getting out of that one today. So let's go to Detroit. Zach Brown, Josh, uh, you watch Friday Night Lights. Amazing show. Amazing show. Hence why I named my dog 
after that show. All right, let's get Killian Hayes in for 26. I think that makes the most sense. Uh, yeah, I think that's okay for right now. We'll get Ivy in for 30. We'll get Boyan back in for 33. Did Beef Stew's minutes just go big, big? They did go big, big. I'm going to go 31 to Beef Stew. And then we're going to get Durin in for 31 as well. Wiseman played 15 minutes last time out. He was largely the direct backup to Durin. And then they were willing to also have Beef Stew out there. So I think something like 14 works, and then the rest of those Beef Stew minutes just get kicked over. No, I didn't name the dog Buddy Garrity. I named him Riggs. Technically, his name is, his, his name is Riggins, but we call him Riggs. All right, Alec Burks got 28 off the bench and closed. They also closed with Asar Thompson, which is interesting. They were really bouncing these dudes around. So let's get Knox in. And I think we can get Burks in. And then we need Asar Thompson and what? Marcus Sasser? This isn't too bad, actually. We got a SAR in for, let's see, he played 27 last time out. But that was without, you know, two of the, and look, like the new dudes could play today in theory. So we'll get him up to 17 and then I'll hide four more on Joe Harris. I am going to take a quick look at rates for Detroit just to make sure I have the right stuff in for Boyan being back. Boyan's at 17 and a half points. So I'm, I'm about right on Boyan. Ivy is at 17 and a half. So I'm, I'm good there. Uh, Beef Stew is at nine. So we can go ahead and bring him down pretty considerably. I am going to take that minute back off of him and stick him at 30. And then Duren's at like 14. Yeah, I'm okay here. Let's take a look at game one. And this is going to look terrible for Detroit anyway, so we shouldn't really care. For Minnesota, we have Anthony Edwards is 8,300. That is absolutely a priority today. I think you get to a lot of him if you can. Carl Anthony Towns at 7,700 would be your second best option. Um, but I love Ant. And I, uh, honestly, I love Towns here, too. These guys both look great. It's almost like facing a top 10 offense and a 29th ranked defense is good. 106 implied total for the Pistons. Just that, that's going to be either that, that should be the lowest. I guess it could be Houston, but one of the two. Knicks will be low, too. Love Anthony Edwards. 
like a lot Carl Anthony Towns. Probably won't be playing much of the Pistons. If you are, it's Durin and it's Ivy. But even still, you're probably not getting to much of the Pistons. Should not be a surprise either. Orlando and Atlanta. Magic are three-point dogs in Atlanta, 232 total. For Orlando, no Gary Harris, no Kevon Harris, no Jed Howard, no Franz Wagner. For Atlanta, no DeAndre Hunter, no Wes Matthews. So pretty much what we've been used to for these two teams. So this shouldn't be too bad to break down. Have they really excised Anthony Black from the rotation? Orlando's last game was a four-point win against the Knicks. Anthony Black did not play. So let's cut this rotation and figure out what we're doing. Particularly now, we're going to go and get... Seems like Fultz is going to be coming off the bench. Played 23 minutes. I think looking at Fultz playing 22 makes some sense. And then you get Suggs in for like 26. Goga started, closed, played 29 minutes. I think like 26 for Goga makes a lot of sense. They took Mo Wagner clean out of the rotation. So I don't know, 26, 22 for these guys. They actually played alongside of each other a little bit. Like two minutes worth, which I don't know why they would be doing that. But they did. Uh, Paolo then can immediately go in for his 36. We get Okiki and Houston in as the next two starters. You know, I think 26 apiece for both of those guys makes a lot of sense. Cole Anthony. I mean, they basically just ran a five-man starting lineup, five-man bench mob with, like, very, very, very little overlap. It's, it's, they just basically had a line change. So, let's get that set up. John Isaac can have 14 minutes. Joe Ingles could have 20 minutes. I could throw 22 on Cole Anthony. Might be a little light on Anthony, but it, I can't imagine we're getting to him. On the Atlanta end... I can't imagine we're moving this one around too much. Like, they don't even have the bodies to make rotational changes. 10-point win against San Antonio last time out. You got your standard starting lineup. Bogdanovich, Forrest, Okongwu, and Garrison Matthews off the bench. Capella and Okongwu split the center minutes. Yeah, that makes sense, SP. Alrighty, Atlanta. So I'm going to go 26 Capella, 22 Okongwu. We've got 35 for Jalen Johnson. Honestly, probably 36. I mean, the dude just plays massive minutes. I've got 38 for Trey. I'm going to make that 37. I'm going to take DeJounte Murray down to 35. We've got Bay in for 34. 
make that 23, or sorry, 33. I've got 28 for Bogdanovich, make that 27. We've got Garrison Matthews playing like 13 minutes. And then I've got Trent Forrest playing like 12 minutes. Perfect. Easy stuff on this one too. Orlando. Okay. Uh, if you think Goga Batadze is playing 26 minutes, I think Goga Batadze looks really good at 5K. And then 8,800 for Bancaro. I don't think anybody's going to be upset about getting to the main offensive hog <laughs> from Orlando. Bancaro, 27 and a half real points. I've got Goga at 10. He's not listed. Suggs is listed at 11 and a half. I am quite a bit north of that, but he doesn't even look good. I like the Orlando side of this one. I really do. In terms of Goga and Bancaro. Goga and Bancaro look a lot like Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns. For Atlanta, much worse spot for the Hawks. They get the number three defense. So, still look okay, though. I mean, I'm willing to pay 7300 for Jalen Johnson. He's a, over a fantasy point per minute playing 36 minutes. 7300 is not a crazy price tag. Murray looks fine. Trey Young looks totally fine at 9800 You know, he's at 1.38 over the past 30 days. That's exactly where I have him for this matchup. I like this. I like this. Thanks for the shout there, Dr. DFS. Forgot to hit the button when I flipped over. I'll hop back over to Orlando so you can see it a little bit easier. But I like the Atlanta side too. Jalen Johnson, Trey Young, Murray, Capella, Okongwu, all very viable plays for today. But for Orlando, so you can see that a little bit better, Goga Batadze, Paolo Bancaro, they are the two key pieces from the Magic. Game three. Oh, boy. San Antonio Spurs, 16-point dogs in Boston, 237 total. This is going to be probably pretty ugly across the board. Barlow questionable. Zach Collins still out. Boston's got a Q tag on Drew, Q tag on KP, Q tag on Derek White. None of this is going to be fun to do. So... I don't have too much I want to change here. I'm going to take Trey Jones down to 29. Put that minute on Blake Wesley. Let's get Malachi Branham to 17. I'll take Devin Vassell down to 32. I've got Barlow for 19 if he's available. I've got Sohan for 28. I kind of want to make that 29. Got to take Keldon Johnson down a minute. So I'll go 29 apiece to both of those guys. 26 to Wemby. Oh, Josh, I appreciate that. Still working on, like, I've changed everything about the way that I'm technically producing this show. Um... 
So I have a lot of tweaks that I still have to make because I haven't been doing this long enough recently that I have all of my settings and things dialed in. So I do appreciate that. Let me know when you're seeing it. We'll get it dialed in eventually. I don't think I have any other real changes that I should make here for the rest of this team. So we'll go and like they're going to look just dreadful besides Wemby. So we go to Boston. I got to reproject the whole team because Jalen Brown was out last time. I wonder if, can I make any changes while I'm doing this show? I don't think I can. Please don't disconnect me. All right, we'll see. Uh, Boston starting line, or Boston rotation in general, should be very, very easy to break down. So we can go... Derek White, 32 minutes. Peyton Pritchard, 20 minutes. KP in for 31. Luke Cornett. Did they cut Cornett recently? No. Uh, we'll get Cornett in for 15. Horford can have the other two. We'll get him to 24. Get Tatum up to 36. Get Jalen Brown in for 34. We'll get Drew Holiday in for 32. I mean, they're just... This is not that kind of game. And then we can get Hauser in for 16. I want to take a quick peek at Boston props. If I can... If they even have them. Brown at 22 and a half points. I got to bring everybody down, I guess. Tatum is at 28 and a half. I got to pull the Boston rates. My bad, guys. Got to pull them. If... Drew Holiday, Kristaps Porzingis, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and Derek White all start. I need usage rates. And by the way, that coffee does taste like liquid cookie batter. Tatum at 29.5, Jalen Brown at 27.5. Maybe I need to take another minute away from Jalen Brown. Feels weird, but we'll do that for this particular matchup. Drew is at 16 and a half. Bring that down. KP is at 23. That looks fine. Al Horford is at 12. That looks fine. Derek White is at 17. That looks fine. So, for San Antonio, reminder, 16-point underdogs against the number two defense. This is not good. Not a good spot for them. 8,700 for Wemby. You know, 6,700 for Vassell, Sohan, Keldon Johnson. Those guys are fine, but none of them cross 5X, so I cannot prioritize them. 
for Boston. Uh, I think I might like Jason Tatum a whole hell of a lot. I got him in for 8.4 rebounds. His prop is 8.5 to the over. I have him in for four and a half assists. It's five and a half to the under. Jason Tatum looks amazing at 9,500 here against, uh, against San Antonio. Put him in that same pool with Anthony Edwards. Put him in that same pool with Paolo Bancaro. I'm more than okay paying up to a $9,500 small forward, power forward Tatum. And then Porzingis, Holiday, Brown, White. You know, you want to work those guys into lineups when you're facing a San Antonio team. Um, if you happen to get one or two of those starter dudes out, then this is just going to look amazing. You're going to be getting to a Sam Hauser, probably getting to a little bit more Peyton Pritchard. Whatever guys are in, you know, you still get to the opposite side. But Tatum is a priority to me. Is blowout a concern? No more, like, it's not anything that I ever pay attention to. That should be handled in minutes projections. Yeah, I'm going to get to a lot of Tatum. I like that spot. Let's get to the next one. Milwaukee and Cleveland. Bucks are four-point favorites in Cleveland. 237 total. For Milwaukee, only Ty Ty Washington is out. For Cleveland, Garland out, Mobley out, Karis Levert questionable. Now, last time Milwaukee played, they didn't have Middleton, so I'm just going to quickly cut this rotation. We're also going to have to reproject some rates. So let me go ahead and pull rates as well. Milwaukee, when Dame, Middleton, and Giannis all start. And now we could hit the rest of these minutes. So we'll get Dame in for 36, Giannis in for 36, Lopez in for 33, Portis gets the backup, and seven more. We need to get Malik Beasley in for 28. We're going to get Chris Middleton in for 31. And then the rest of this just figures itself out. Campaign gets a little bit of love. We get Pat Connaughton in for 22 minutes. And we probably chop the rest of this to like Andre Jackson and AJ Green. Something along those lines. Now, rates. When Damian Lillard, Chris Middleton, and Giannis start, Dame is at... 26% usage. Giannis is at 32.5. Chris Middleton is at 23.5. Malik Beasley is at 13. Bobby Portis is at 20. And then Brooke Lopez is at 16. That should be good for Milwaukee. Uh, I do want to check assist rate, I guess. Middleton definitely affects that. Dame is at close to 9%. Giannis is at just shy of 8. 
Middleton at eight and a half. Middleton a little bit higher. All right. Now let's go to Cleveland. That Q tag is probably pretty important on Karis LeVert. But for now, we got to project him like it's normal. We'll go 36 to Donovan Mitchell. We'll go 28 to LeVert. 34 to Jared Allen. Tristan Thompson back up. Dean Wade to 23. Not that it matters. 20 for Niang. 28 for Okoro. 34 for Struess. Make that 33. 22 for Sam Merrill. Seems fine. Hide four minutes on Craig Porter. Not a lot you got to break down there for Cleveland. Easy team. So the Milwaukee Bucks are fine. Giannis, 11K power forward center. It just seems way easier to get to a Jason Tatum, an Anthony Edwards, a Carl Anthony Towns than it does to get to Giannis. That's not me telling you not to play Giannis. Um, in case you're curious, Giannis, really good at basketball. Dame's fine. Brook Lopez is fine. Middleton is fine. But look, a matchup against Cleveland, number four defense, 25th in pace. This is about as bad as it gets. You don't have many matchups worse than this. So do with that what you will. Cleveland gets the opposite. Middle of the pack defense for Milwaukee, fourth in pace. These guys could look okay with the right pricing. And they do. $9,600 Donovan Mitchell is certainly someone I want to get to. 1.44 DraftKings points per minute over the past 30 days. This is a better than average matchup for him. It could look even better if Levert is out. I think Jared Allen is still totally fine at 8,100. I tend to be okay with the idea of getting to Isaac Okoro. I probably should take a minute away from him just to soften that. Get him down to 27. But still, reasonable enough value option. But Donovan Mitchell is a priority at the payup spots in the same way that Edwards and, and Tatum are. Jared Allen is a great center option, but we will have a, a we will have no shortage of center options. Wade? No. Oh shit, Josh, that's that's a good call. I forgot I read that yesterday. Yeah, uh, Jay Crowder is back for Milwaukee. Now that, that doesn't really matter, but yes, you are absolutely right that he is available today. Um, I'm basically just going to kill most of the minutes for A.J. Green and Andre Jackson. I'll give him 14. I totally forgot that that news came out. So just if we look at Milwaukee, I added Crowder. He's 3,700. I don't think we can expect him to play enough. So uh, I appreciate you reminding me of that, though. I totally forgot that came out. All right, Houston. What am I getting sent here? Houston Rockets are five-point underdogs in New York, 219 total. 
it's gonna, without a lot of people out here, it's gonna be very difficult for us to like something in this matchup. Houston, Reggie Bullock questionable, no Eason. For the Knicks, Brunson questionable, Hart questionable. That actually has a lot of trickle-down effect. But Houston should be about as easy as it gets. These guys really don't deviate. Um, now, they've been working Cam Whitmore in more, which has been interesting. 33 for Shangoon, 34 for Jabari, 37 for Van Vliet. Sure, 30 for Jalen Green. Whitmore can probably get an extra minute here. Get him up to 20. Amon Thompson can get up to 16. Not a lot to talk about here for Houston. Remember, these are going to be two of like the four lowest implied totals for the slate. Now, the Knicks will look different if Jalen Brunson doesn't play. He's missed the previous two. You have the ability to get to 36 minutes a game of Miles McBride if Jalen Brunson isn't in. So I don't know what McBride's price has gone to, but he will be a value play you would expect. For now, though, I think we project this team the way that we always project this team. I don't really think I'm going to even make a single change to what I have in here right now. Actually, we'll go 34 and 14. That's it, though. Um, and I'll take one off of Grimes and give it to DiVincenzo. So, Houston. Ooh, really like a $7,900 Alper in Shingoon. That is a price. That's too low for him. I think that's the best center play we've seen so far. feel like I should take a minute away from Van Vliet, but if anybody's going to get locked in for 37, it's him. Jabari Smith, Jalen Green, both fine options. Alper and Shangoon looks like a priority to me. For the Knicks, uh, Miles McBride up to 5,300. If we project him for 0.85 in 32 minutes, that's 27.2 at 5.3. Okay, so even if Brunson's out, we're still going to be getting to a pretty decent chunk of McBride. But he, he would just look like a lot of the other like good plays today. 8,400 for Brunson if he's playing, though. Yup. 8,900 for Randall looks good, too. And then Josh Hart is okay. Don't have much interest in anybody else here. It's Brunson and it's Randall. All right, hit that like button if you haven't done it yet. We are five games through, four to go. How many people do we have in this house right now? We got 147 people in the house, 38 likes. I don't ask for likes enough on this show anymore, so hit that thumbs up if you haven't yet. That would help us out tremendously. Let's get to Miami and Toronto. The Heat are two and a half point favorites in Toronto, 228 total. Obviously, keep your eyes peeled on Pascal Siakam. We could find out that he is not playing today, and that wouldn't be the biggest shock in the world. All right, Miami injury report. Let's do it. Who is it today? Tyler Hero available. No Hawkes. No Love. Ooh, Lowry available. Martin available. So they have everybody except for Hawkes and Love. 
All right. That's that's better. Right? That's a better deal. Jimmy Butler came back and played 40 minutes. Uh, this league is so stupid. Oh, SMP, that hurts. All right. Kyle Lowry in for 24 minutes. Bam Adebayo in for 36. Backup center run. Who'd they play last game? Miami played Brooklyn one by one. Backup center was... Jovic, I guess. Or... Okay, they went to Thomas Bryant in the second quarter. And then Bam just played the final 100 minutes. So, sure, that makes sense. 37 to Bam. We'll give Thomas Bryant one rotation. The other minutes can go to Jovic. Jovic only played the first quarter and third quarter. These dickheads. So we'll get 20 minutes in for Jovic. I guess we're going to 35 on Jimmy Butler. We're going to 34 on Tyler Hero. Mm. Coffee's so good right now. All right, Haywood Highsmith. Came off the bench, played one rotation, didn't play in the second half. This team, I hate this team so much. I really, really do. I guess we get Jay Rich in for like 24. And we get Duncan Robinson in for like 24. And then we get Caleb Martin in for... What, like 26? Leaves me 11 for Highsmith. That'll work. I legitimately can't stand this Miami team. They are infuriating. For Toronto, everybody available? Grady Dick, questionable. No Jake Puddle, still. Gary Trent, questionable. So yeah, everybody is in for Toronto. Which means we're probably not going too crazy here. So Thad Young. We could really walk those minutes back a bit. Last Toronto game was a nine-point loss to Boston. We got quickly in for 31. Schroeder in for 29. 23 for Trent. 34 for RJ Barrett. 35 for Scotty Barnes, 35 for Pascal Siakam. We've got 19 for Jonte Porter. They started Porter last time out. Did he get hurt? They didn't play. He picked up a foul. He had a turnover and a foul in the first 10 seconds of the third quarter and then never saw the floor again. He played 10 seconds coming out of halftime. And the coach was just like, nah, man, you're done. They went to Thad. And then they went to Boucher. And then they went to Siakam. Sure. Whatever you say, guys. Yeah, but a 10-second 10, 10 sub, that's a new one, man. 
That's 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 rude. I'll go 17 Thad Young. And I think I'll go 17 Jonte Porter. We'll get Boucher in for like 13, and then Pascal Siakam can have the final minute there. And that leaves me six minutes left over on who? Jalen McDaniels. Come on down. I'm going to hate this game. I'm qu quite confident. Loving life. They have no way to get him. Matthew, you're the one bringing that Pascal Flander. That's a good trade for them, depending on how much they give up. Yeah, there's, there's no mechanism for Bruce Brown to get to Denver. They don't have the salaries to do it. It would include... You would have to send up KCP, and they're not going to do that. Yeah, we're getting... Tanner, we're getting there. We're getting there. Okay, let's look at Miami. Please don't like anything. All right, 9K Bam. I will never mind playing Bam. Honestly, 7,800 for Jimmy Butler, small forward is fine. Heroes, fine. But there are no priorities. I mean, this is just... Miami's 29th at pace. Toronto's middle of the pack pace, defense, just this game is blah. It's just blah. This would be the type of game that would be like the NBA TV series in the playoffs. It's just like nobody wants to watch this. On the Toronto side, it's the same thing. Like you want to play Siakam or Barrett or Scotty Barnes or quickly, go for it. But they're not going to look better than anybody else does on this slate. I don't even want to waste the words. So I'm sure it's going to triple OT tonight. Charlotte Hornets, 12 and a half point underdogs in New Orleans. 229 total. For the Hornets, what do we know? Gordon Hayward out. Q-tag Bryce McGowans. Q-tag Brandon Miller. Q-tag Frank Nilakina. Sneeze incoming. That's the that might be the best sneeze I've ever had. I couldn't be happier. Couldn't be happier. Felt great. Mm. Invigorating. All right, let's cut this entire rotation. We got to reproject these dudes, especially with Lamelo back. So Lamelo has been back for two games, and I don't know. Figure we're going like 32 minutes. And then we say like Ish Smith backup point guard. Ish. 
Point guard-ish. Get it? 35 to Terry Rozier. 28 to Nick Richards. Uh, 24 to P.J. Washington. We get Miles Bridges in for 37. We get Cody Martin in for 22. We get Brandon Miller in for 28. And then who's left? Nick Smith gets 13. JT Thor can have seven. Uh, I think I need rates. Do we have props? That might make it easier. Charlotte. Points. All right, good. So we've got Lamello's in for 22 and a half. Perfect. We've got Rogier at 20 and a half. Do I gotta take a minute away from him? Sounds like I do. All right, so that's Rogier. Bridges is at 19 and a half to the over. Nick Richards is at about eight. And then Brandon Miller doesn't have a points prop. I think we could leave him where he is. And then we go to the Pels. Now for New Orleans, everybody's available. So this is just the same team that we normally see for the Pels. Everybody is just here. So let's go 32 minutes to CJ, 16 minutes to Dyson Daniels, go 28 to Herb Jones, 33 to BI, 31 to Zion, 20 to Nance, 25 to Joval, 26 to Trey Murphy, 14 to Najee Marshall, 15 to Alvarado. Is Alvarado not in the rotation now and they're going to Hawkins? Is that happening? Was Alvarado available last time out? When was their last game? That was the 15th. So that's 1, 15, 24, Pelicans box score, ESPN. They played the Mavs. And DNPCD on Alvarado. All right. So we're going to take his 15 minutes and move them to Jordan Hawkins. Done. All right. Sue. Charlotte. Um, probably heavier on $7,500 Terry Rozier than I should be. $7,400 Bridges, still power forward center. What are we doing here, DraftKings? Speaking of DraftKings, giant thumbs down to the Onyx rewards that came out last night. You screwed me out of the one that I wanted from last year. So, boom to you guys. I don't know what garbage I have to take now. Every single experience is now too many credits compared to what it was last year. So, very irritated. 
Uh, Terry Rozier, Miles Bridges, both look okay. Roll the dice on LaMelo Ball if you see fit. This Charlotte team stinks, man. Dead last in net rating. Good, good work. For the Pels, if you're playing anybody, that would be $7,600 power forward Zion Williamson. That, to me, is the best thing you can get from New Orleans. Feel free to roster Ingram and McCollum if you want, but they don't look good. Two to go. For FanDuel, only one to go. FanDuel doesn't have the 9 o'clock game. Alrighty, Dallas Mavericks, three-point dogs in Los Angeles, 242 total. Luka, questionable. Exum, out. Derek Jones Jr., probable. Grant Williams, probable. AD and LeBron, same status they always have. No Cam Reddish, no Gabe Vincent. So, we got to cut everything, and we got to get Luka back in. So, every rate goes away, every minute goes away. And then we start off with Kyrie Irving... I assume straight in for 36 minutes, same as Luca. You know what? In LA, we're going 37 apiece. SMP, I'm salty, man. Last year they had this uh, Italian truffle hunting trip for two credits, which is what I have. And we are heading to Europe in the summer. I was like, oh, if they run that back, I can grab that, add it to it. No, not even close. It's like 10 different golf trips, nothing else. Everything, I couldn't even get one of those if I wanted to. It's all garbage. It's all garbage. Total garbage. I'm going to hit up my rep and see if it's feasible. I doubt it is, but I'm going to at least try it out. We'll get Lively in for 26 minutes. We'll get Powell in for 16. Oh, yeah, Maxi's back. 14. Yeah, we get Maxi for like 16. Grant, the lack of minutes for Grant Williams is becoming like really weird to me. Dr. DFS, thank you. I'm going to start playing with the settings and get everything dialed back in again. We'll figure it all out. Uh, depth chart. Yeah, SMP. Like, I don't... I don't want anything different. I just want the exact same thing that existed last time. Nothing more, nothing less. Like, very, very easy. Not trying to be weird or difficult. Just like, hey, you had this before. Can I do this again, please? I can't believe Grant Williams is just like not a part of this team. It's so bizarre. I also don't know how to give Josh Green more minutes. Do they come from Powell? They probably come from Powell. All right, Dallas rates. Because obviously these guys are different. So, the only thing that matters 
are what are the rates when Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving both start? That's it. They drive everything. We know this. On the year, they're 12 and 8 when they both start. Luka has played 700 minutes, 36.5% usage rate. Kyrie has played 650 minutes, 29% usage rate. Only other guy I really got to get is Tim Hardaway, who's at 21. Derek Jones Jr., when those guys start, fine. Lively, when those guys start, fine. I think all of that looks okay. Let's take a look at assist rates. Lucas is fine. Kyrie's is fine. I don't think I have anything else I want to change here. So that's going to be Dallas. They should look decent against the Lakers. But obviously everything changes if he ends up out. So let's look at the Lakers, which I guess we're not really changing anything for the Lakers either since we know Reddish is out. They took Reddish out, and they didn't really change their rotation. They just have these same nine guys on. Russell's playing much bigger minutes in that time, so I think we got to bump him up. Go to 31. I could take them from Christie. 32 for Reeves, 38. 19 for Christian Wood is probably too many. Put another one on Rui. I guess I'm going to give LeBron one in this matchup. But there's just really not a lot to break down for the Lakers without any changes. Dallas, look, 10-9 Luka, sign me up. Lakers are fifth in pace. I like this spot quite a bit. Quite a bit. For, for Luka Doncic, 10-9. If you have the salary, do it. I think he's the best payup option I've seen. It's not out of the realm of possibility that AD becomes that guy, though. Kyrie looks fine. Lively looks fine. Lakers. Yep, I prefer AD to Luka. 10K power forward center. He will be the guy I'll prioritize the most. You've got Russell at 6K. I think he stands out quite a bit with Reddish out. Christopher, for real? I, I I never heard them talk about it. I'll have to reach out to I'll re I'll reach out to Brick. But yeah, I uh that that is a hundred percent the one I wanted. Uh LeBron looks really good too at ninety seven hundred. He's right in that exact same bucket as Jason Tatum. Reeves looks fine as well. We got to remember Dallas 25th in defense. Not good. All righty. 
Let's close this one out. Final game on DK. Golden State Warriors. Four and a half point dogs in Utah. 242 total. We got Draymond back, so I got to reproject this entire stupid team. So we're going to go ahead and get Steph in for 34. We're going to get Clay in for 32. Wiggins for... Whoa. Wiggins for 29. Pajemski for 28. We'll go 24 to Draymond. 24 to Saric, I think, too. 23 to Saric, maybe? Looney gets his 18. Trace Jackson Davis continues to play. Although I don't think it's a lot. Uh, we got to get Kaminga for like 27 or 28 minutes. And then that leaves me, what, 13 minutes for Corey Joseph? That's probably too many for Corey Joseph, but he's not going to show up, so it won't really matter. I'll split it between him and Quinones. All right, for Utah, I'm guessing this is just standard Utah. And I would be right. This is not a rotation that seems to have been changing a lot lately. They kind of are locked in. They play everybody like 24 minutes. It's the absolute worst. I'm not making any changes at all to Utah. I think I got them right where I want them. So for Golden State, $8,500 staff. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm in for that for sure against Utah. I don't mind 6K Clay either. It's a great matchup. Utah's defense is fine. Pace is fine. But 242 total. On the Utah side, give me some $8,300 Larry Market in small forward, power forward. This game's competitive. He is the best option that you can get. But I like, like, would you be mad at all to have a late night hammer combo of Steph and Larry Markkinen? I sure wouldn't. No, it is not, Josh. This game is not included in the FanDuel main slate. So there are no salaries, which means there are no value calculations. Let's run some crunches, though. What y'all say? Beep, boop. I'm going to grab the projections. Get Markin into the thunder already. I don't think there's a chance that the Jazz are trading Larry Markin in now. I think he's just in Utah. I don't think they're going to do it. I don't think they can get enough back. All right, optimal lineups on DraftKings. Here we go. 
269.9, optimal by 0.3. D'Angelo Russell, Anthony Edwards, Isaac Okoro, A.D. Goga, Chris Dunn, Simone Fontecchio, and Alperin Shingun. A.D. was in all 50. Goga was in all 50. Russell and Okoro both in the 80s. Edwards in the 70s. Dunn in the 60s. Chris Dunn, 4,300. You know, price came down 500. He played 21 minutes. There's something there. If we slap on some randomness and flatten everybody out. Yeah, I think Clarkson and Kelly Olynyk are way more likely. Oops, I don't think I turned randomness on. Nope, put it in the wrong spot. All right, let's try randomness again. There we go. Chris Dunn as like the overwhelming best value option on today's slate. Uh, can't lie, I didn't see that one coming. Chris Dunn is showing up as a value play, which seems weird. Seems very, very weird. I get it, for sure. But I think we'll create a bit more value that's better than that. I actually think, based on the prices, I think Goga Batadze might be like my favorite value option today. Um, assuming that salary works out, yeah, that probably does get it done. I don't think they would do that. Yeah, look, I like Goga. He's showing up second. This is, I mean, this is a really hard, we don't have anything that's like legitimately good right now. Just looking at it the way that I am, I don't see I don't see much that like makes me feel good. It's a pretty disgusting looking slate. But I like Goga. I think that should be a priority for us. Go Goga. Go go gadget Goga. Let's go Fandle. Now, on the FanDuel end, what do we got? I should also save this sheet. Yeah, I just... Look, I just don't think... Uh, I'm at the point now where, like, with the way that they've been playing, I, I think they're more likely to add than subtract. All right. FanDuel projections uploaded. A reminder, last game isn't included. Two eighty one sixty six optimal lineup by 0.33. Russell, Conley, Reeves, Ingles, 
LeBron James, Paolo Bancaro, Jalen Johnson, Jaden McDaniels, and my boy, Goga Batadze. Goga in all 50. McDaniels in all 50. LeBron in 90%. Russell in 80%. Jalen Johnson in the 60s. Devin Vassell in the 50s. If we turn on some randomness for FanDuel, we can close this bad boy out. Looking like Jaden McDaniels, top of the list on FanDuel. Yeah, SMP. I don't think they can justify selling future talent. Like, I think you can justify Clarkson. You could easily justify Kelly Olynyk. Um, but I don't like. I don't. I don't think they can justify marketing now without getting everything for him. I think they like what they have a lot more than we would expect them to. McDaniel's won. Isaac Ingles, Goga, and Vassell. Two, three, four, five. Hell of a day on Fanduel. Eight game slate there. Nine game slate on DraftKings. We are done here, folks. Thank you for joining me once again. A fantastic show. It was great to see you guys. I'll be back with you're not winning with marketing. Trade him while he's hot. Chandre, ladies and gentlemen, you don't get bad takes anywhere with more volume than from Chandre. Nothing at all. It's just, it's perfect. That man shows up and it's like, how can we, how can I say something that is truly preposterous? Let's go, let's go with this one. That isn't, that is an absolutely ludicrous thought. Ludicrous. So I'm going to get out of here now before I say more disparaging things. Just know, when he types, it's awful. I'll talk to you guys later. This was the process.